Hey everyone, welcome to the Ray Hart Rundown. Hey, what's going on, guys? All right, let's get started. We can't waste no time. Lots of stuff to talk about. Uh, I dug in a little bit left over from the Halloween show. Okay. Of the Wizard of Oz. Oh, right on. And I found a whole bunch of dark, dark stuff from the Wizard of Oz. So let me go ahead and prerequisite it now that if you absolutely love the Wizard of Oz, then just need to shut the show off. Stuff I'm about to tell you is going to distort may, let me say may, distort your perception of the film. Okay, so what I'm going to go ahead and say is please don't turn off our show. Um, <laughs> just just uh, uh, skip ahead. Just, yeah, just, just maybe hit skip the skip ahead, ahead button. A little bit, and then again, you know, if you don't want to know what happened on some, some of these cases of the set of The Wizard of Oz. Why wouldn't you want to know? I don't know. When you're getting the Ray Hart rundown. The right? Ray Hart rundown right now of The Wizard of Oz. Here we go. Of course, they all say in like, was the film cursed from the start? Uh, the like first, a lot of movies yeah. Are. The Scarecrow was originally supposed to be the main character. Really? Yeah, and was the main character. There was a there was a there was a version of it that came out in 1925 where the Scarecrow was the main character, and the box office actually flopped. Uh, the studio that put it out went bankrupt. Uh, before that, in 1910, there was a silent movie silent movie version of it that came out that didn't do at all well. A musical version of it came out in 1902 on. Uh, well, I mean, stage. it kind of was a musical. Uh, again, but on stage, and that flopped. So this whole thing, this whole 1939 Wizard of Oz, was, it was skeptical if it was going to ever be able to do anything. Right. So that was one. That was the first thing, right out the gate. So they were like, okay. Wasn't this one of the first films in color, though? No, it was, it was one of the very few first films in color, but it wasn't the first film in color. Right. But I'll get to that, too. One of the things with the, with the film itself was the the costumes the costuming mm-hmm. so for the costuming for the wizard of oz bort layer's cowardly lion costume was made from actual lion hide wow right it weighed over 90 pounds damn to wear it had no ventilation he was constantly sweating during the filming I think you can kind of see that. <laughs> it got so bad, they had two assistants to dry out the costume every single night when they were done filming. Wow. So 90 pounds. So next time you watch it, know that that fur that the cowardly lion is wearing is actual lion hide. That it kind of costume. explains why he, like, fucking hunches over and, like, he's down on the ground, like, right. lower than everybody because he's being so weighed down. So Buddy Epson was the original Tin Man, or supposed to be the original Tin Man. Mm-hmm. And I think we mentioned this in the Halloween episode. He was actually allergic to the metal. See, I told thing. you. No, you I, were I like, didn't... oh, no, that's not right. I'm like, nah, I'm pretty sure there was another Tin Man. Right, but he <laughs> didn't hang. You, you were like, he, he didn't hung hang himself. Well, like, that was, was the was rumor, the, right, was that he had hung himself. No, because Buddy Epson ended up doing other films. So he couldn't even sit down. The actual Tin Man suit was made of metal. And not, not like... Well, it, okay, but not in, like, the ass part. Like, the ass part was even made of metal. So, like, the Tin Man's metal ass couldn't even sit. He couldn't sit down in the suit. If you look at the way it's built, if you watch right. the movie and look at the way it's built, like there, his waist is essentially inside the base of it. So there's no like where he would pivot to sit right. down or or where he would bend to sit down doesn't exist. Oh my god, I'd find a way. Uh, right? <laughs> he would get so tired. The poor guy had to lean like up against a board to like re like take his weight off because he, he couldn't sit down. It was fucking nuts. But because of that, he couldn't. He had to lean. He was allergic to the metal, so. All of these type of things, all these things factored in where he didn't basically he didn't want to do it anymore. So MGM recast the part to Jack Haley, who was the one who played the Tin Man in the movie, but he also could not sit down. 
Um, the film went through four different producers. Wow. Yeah, it kept getting dropped. Say, like, going through directors, you know, that can happen. Did that, too. Did it? The yeah, first like, director, I say, producers, normally, that's not really... The first director of. insisted that Judy Garland wear a blonde wig and a very thick makeup to depict Dorothy. Once, when Buddy Upson did get sick from the Tin Man makeup, the whole thing was shut down for two weeks. Uh, the studio then fired the director and replaced him. So that movie almost never got made. The second director, George Cooker, who did My Fair Lady, halfway through the film left to go do Gone with the Wind. And that's when Victor Fleming took his place. Then Cooker came back a few weeks later after getting fired from Gone with the Wind by Clark Gable. Supposedly he was fired. Again, four different directors, I think. Uh, King Vider was responsible for most of the sepia sequences. That's just, again... When you start changing out directors, start changing out producers, you, yeah. it changes the look of the film. Yeah, absolutely. In a lot, in a lot of aspects. Uh, one of the things while filming uh, the famous slap scene of Dorothy, remember when she like... Who what did she slap? The Cowardly Lion. Remember when she slaps him oh, and he starts right. crying? Because yeah. he was like, oh, you're going to... The dog, you're chasing my dog. And she slaps him. Yeah. She kept giggling every single take. She kept giggling. Like, oh, because you know, she was... It was funny to her. You know, she's, yeah. he starts crying. She starts giggling. Right? It's regular human emotion. Yeah. The director at the time, Victor Fleming, he took Judy Garland aside after several ruined takes, slapped her in the face. Wow. And told her, go in there and work. The next time she did that scene, she did it perfectly with no giggling. And that's the one they used in the film. So right after, when you see that scene now, know that Judy Garland got slapped in the face right before that. Wow. Right? Dark stuff. Again, this is coming right off the set from the actors and, and stuff. This one was a little... I. I'm only going to touch on it real fast because it was disturbing to me. And I think a lot of things, I think it should have been something that should have been looked into and it should have been stopped at the time. Uh, Okay, so let me back up. So Sid Luft was Garland's, Judy Garland's husband from 1952 to 1965. And according to his memoir, which was Judy and I, My Life with Judy Garland, she said that the munchkins on the set of Wizard of Oz made her life a living hell. Uh, They were all, a majority of them were men, 40 years old or more, and would go around and put their hands up her dress. What? Yeah. And again, this is from the memoir that that Judy told him and that he wrote about. Wow. So, like, that type of thing. It's like, come on. Yeah. That's fucked up. Right. So, uh, moving on. Uh, The former kindergarten teacher, Margaret Hamilton, who played the Wicked Witch of the West... Yeah. Uh, suffered physically from the role. Second and third degree burns all over her body. What? Right. So, th- again, this is things nobody really knew. The green copper makeup was so hot, got so hot during, like, the fire scene, with you know, uh-huh. that she actually suffered third degree burns. Second wow. and third degree burns all over. Yeah. From the from the makeup getting too hot. her stunt double actually spent months in the hospital after a prop broom exploded during the scene. Wow. Yeah, they were gonna try to make a sequel for The Wizard of Oz since it did bring in three million dollars, but that never happened until Disney got a hold of it in the eighties and Disney made With Return to Oz. Mickey Valancourt as uh, Dorothy. Yeah, Return to Oz. Man, I used 19, to watch that as a kid. That shit was dark. That was dark. But Jack was my favorite. The pumpkin head yeah. character. Yeah, he from was Return awesome. to Oz. Yeah, but that shit got dark. Tin Man was completely different. He was, wasn't was really Tin Man. He was like a robot. 
No, the robot that she, that she talks to in Return to Oz is TikTok. Oh, that's right. No, that's right. Tin Man was... Uh, he was there. He the was ca- turned to stone. Yeah, Tyra Lee Lyon was turned to stone. They were all yeah, turned to stone. that's right. It's been a long time since yeah. I've seen it, but... The Ruby no, Slippers. Like, dude, yeah, that got dark because, like, there was the woman that had the multiple heads, the queen, the, the witch that took over mm-hmm. Oz. So, like, you're just walking through and there's all these heads and they can wake up and they're like, there she is, get her! Yeah. Like, dude, this shit was fucking terrifying when you're a kid and it's supposed to be Wizard of Oz. You know, so, like... Yeah, that one got real dark. It was a good film, though. I mean, for being an 80s right. sequel to right, right, right. Uh The Ruby Slippers, originally, uh, set designer took them home. No shit. Yeah. Set designer took home the original Ruby Slippers. And then uh, sold them on eBay? And I don't know. Um, they were... 10 he, BCV? Listen to this. <laughs> this they're, uh, back in the day, when MGM needed to clean out their warehouses, they would enlist help, right, to offer... And they would tell they, they would tell this guy Kurt Warner, who was a set designer and wardrobe assistant in the seventies. They would say, "Take whatever you want. We need to get rid of it at the warehouse." So homeboy got <laughs> he got his hands on Scarlett O'Hara's dress from Gone with the Wind, Humphrey Bogart's trench coat from Casablanca. No shit. And a, several pairs of the ruby slippers he took for Wizard of Oz. And that dude is. N- Retired those those shoes, those shoes life. today for our Ruby's Dorothy's Ruby slippers today are worth one point five million. Absolutely, they're almost a hundred years old. I've seen them. They're at this. Yeah, they're at the Smithsonian, Washington D.C. I literally saw them last oh, no shit. last year. Last year, uh, the Shirley. Another side note here: Shirley Temple almost played the role of Dorothy. Oh wow! Yeah, they really. Uh, re- uh, sources claim that MGM wanted Shirley Temple to play Dorothy. The truth is, the studio always thought that Judy Garland. Uh, wasn't there necessarily a top choice, and that Temple had proven a success rate, which should be considered. But Judy Garland's voice won out because of all the singing. Right. Um, the Scarecrow costume, so it's again the behind the scenes for uh, Ray Bolger, who played the Scarecrow. Because of the way aesthetics were in 1939, the Scarecrow makeup that he had to wear left deeply embedded marks on his skin for an entire year. Wow. So in order for him to pull off that look of burlap, on his face, you know right. how it looked like it looked like a burlap it, face. It looked like yeah, like it looked like a. It his face stayed like that for like a year. Damn. Yeah. How crazy? <laughs> how crazy is that? Uh, another thing that was crazy. Uh, Toto the dog made one hundred twenty-five dollars a week. Toto the Toto, dog. The dog. The dog made more money than some of the Munchkins. Wow. Well, you know what? If they're putting their fucking hands up Dorothy's dress, Agreed. then yeah. Yep. You don't deserve any money, but yeah, exactly. I agree. Fuck you. It's the only film to air on television every single year. Side note. At one point, it even had uh, 50% of all people watching television in the entire U.S. were watching The Wizard of Oz at one point. So everybody was watching it. I remember, I remember hearing about that. This I thought was interesting. So Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs was released in 1937, a couple years prior to The Wizard of Oz. And the film took... Like, The Wizard of Oz is supposed to take a lot of cues from Snow White, like to have the pretty, you know, red lipstick and the pretty girl and the dark hair and everything like that. You can actually hear Snow White's voice one time in the film. During the Tin Man song, If I Only Had a Heart, when you hear the line, Wherefore art thou, Romeo? That's actually the actress that played Snow White saying that line. Really? Yeah. So the next time you watch The Wizard of Oz... Like that little, that's a little insight there. They, everybody really loved Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, and that was the influence. So they actually used Andrea Casalotti, I think it was, did the voice of Snow White. They actually used her voice for that line in no the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. 
the horses to change color. Remember the horses yeah, the yeah, changing yeah, yeah. color? How do you get horses to change color? The only way they could do it was they used colored jello on the horses. They uh, There weren't CGI effects back then, so they right. couldn't just, you know, Photoshop colors over their horses. The All the principal actors that played in the... So basically Dorothy and the three, and the, the three of them and the Wicked Witch and all of that, they were all really good friends. They in, continued to be really good friends even after the camera stopped rolling. So the four main actors, which were the Tin Man, the Cowardly Lion, uh, Dorothy, and the Scarecrow, the Tin Man was the godfather to the Cowardly Lion's son. Judy Garland's daughter, Liza Minnelli, ended up marrying the Tin Man's son. Oh, wow. And then, of course, this the Scarecrow gave the eulogy at the Wicked Witch's uh, funeral. So, like, they were all intertwined within each other's lives even after... That's awesome, man. Yeah, I mean, really it's always good to, to see that type of thing. The only thing that did suck was that it did came out that Judy Garland only made $500 a week to play the part. $500 a week? Hold on. And Five. the dog made 125 a day? And the Scarecrow and the Tin Man brought home three grand a week. Wow. So, yeah. That's that, that's not right. Your no, main actress not. playing... You know, but I mean, that's also like... For, for the time. With, it, in the time of, what you said, it was 1939? Yeah. I mean, with women's rights and everything like that, like yep. women made a significant lower amount on any type of work that they did. So that makes... It makes sense. I'm not saying it makes it, makes it right. Right. But that makes a lot of sense as to, to why those numbers are, are like that. So yeah, so there is some a uh, little bit of dark insight, a little bit of... Can you imagine new though? insight to the Wizard of Oz? And uh, I just had to get it out there because, like I said, after digging into that whole Munchkin story, I needed to. <laughs> I just kept digging, so I just want to make sure that people wanted to know. There you go. Can you imagine if they remade that movie nowadays? I think it would be ruined. I think it would absolutely be ruined. But I think that they could. I think that they could actually do a decent job. No, because the closest thing to a remake of that right now is Wicked. On Broadway. Oh yeah, that's true. I completely forgot about Wicked. Yeah. Do you so. see? And that's the thing is that I would love to go and see more stage plays. Like I never really get the opportunity to. I mean, especially not now with COVID and everything. But I think going and actually seeing a play would be a lot of fun. I know a lot of people that have done it pre-COVID. Okay, we know we, and I don't know. I'll, I'll tell you after the show, but we actually know stage actors. No, yeah, absolutely. I was gonna say, like, I just never had an opportunity to go see them perform. Oh, there's there some of them are amazing, <laughs> but but no, like I would I would absolutely love to go, especially like a comedy. Like I would have loved to have gone. I think they were airing it in Naples, mm-hmm. actually. Uh, the Book of Mormon. Oh yeah, that was down in Naples I, for a little while. Uh, I would I had have a loved, friend loved to go see that. I had a friend. I had a friend at work let me borrow the soundtrack. Just to, he's like, just, he's like, dude, listen to the soundtrack. Just listen to the soundtrack. Like, you get the whole story from the soundtrack. Right. You know, because it's all songs. It's a musical. And I, ah, oh, dude, it's so, it's funny. It's done by Trey and Matt. Trey, yeah. Trey Parker and Matt Stone, the guys from South Park. Right. And it's, the music is, it's hilarious. Oh my God, it's hilarious. Yeah. Joe Rogan so. was actually talking about it for a little while and how, like, the Mormons actually took out an ad in the um, what do they call the book that you get whenever you first go into a play? The playbill. Yeah, right. they actually took out an ad in the playbill 
that said, if you like this play and you'd like to know more about the Mormon religion, please no, contact yeah. us at blah, blah, blah. Yeah, they should. Because, I, mean, I mean, the Mormons, I mean, they, they did it right. They did it right. I mean, they took a joke. Not yeah. only that, but... They got I, ripped on the entire time. Right. But, but, but not only that, but I think I think Trey Parker and Matt Stone did it right, too. Because they didn't they didn't veer away from what the religion actually believes does it. and believes. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, they didn't make it up. They were like, okay, we're going to take what exactly what you said... Right. And then we're going to create our story around it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I think that's why. They did the so... same thing with Scientology, but Scientology just got pissed because it kind of exposed them to be yeah, fucking that's, nuts uh, as they are. That's. that's <laughs> like, they're so, like, because it actually said, like, this is what they actually believe. Yeah. I'm, and you were yeah. sitting there watching, you're like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, some like, of it's crazy. Just out there. I don't yeah. even know. Off the fucking wall. I can't even. But yeah, but no, that would have been one play that I would love to see. Like, anytime I ever went to any type of theater, it was always for stand-up comedy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We need to see... We should go see more comics. Absolutely, man. I would love to. Soon as COVID's done. Soon as COVID's done. As soon as COVID's done. Nick Swartzen was supposed to be at uh, Off the Hook Comedy Club. He canceled. Down in Naples, but he canceled because of COVID. Now, Eddie Griffin was just there. Last month, matter of fact. I would have loved to seen Eddie Griffin. That would I think that would have been a funny show. His stand up is great. I would love to try to do stand up, dude. I, me too. I would love to try to. Do, I would. You know I would. What? I would love to sit down and I would love to write an entire. I don't say monologue because I don't think that's the word. Um, I don't know what the word is. I don't. I don't. Just a set. Yeah, a set. That's what I meant. Yeah. So I would like to just write a set and and go up on one of these nights where nobody really gives a shit nobody's it's really paying open attention mic open mic night where there's nobody watching the stage right <laughs> you know like you're talking to like you know everybody sitting at the bar and nobody's facing you like that type of thing <laughs> right and and just try i think i i you know what as soon as covid things i think i'm gonna do it yeah yeah why not i might i might do it as well see i actually um so I had somebody at the bar or whatever that I was, I, I work at that she was telling me, she goes, I'm like, I'm telling jokes or whatever. I'm telling a story. And right. when I tell a story, I'm very animated about right. it. Like my arms move and shit. <laughs> like I get excited about it. I start quoting people and like, I kind of act it out as I tell the story. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, she's watching me. And then she just stops me like mid story. She goes, Adam, why don't you just stand up comedy? And I was all like, Wait, what? That's random. (laughs) She's all like, I'm just saying, like, you're very animated. You're wasted talent. I was like, wasted talent. I don't know if that's an insult or a compliment. Yeah, I'm not sure. (laughs) Like, I didn't know how to take that. She goes, no, 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 it's a compliment. She's like, well, you should just do stand-up. Like, you should just go do it. I was like, well, it's something to think about. But, I mean, I haven't been on stage in, oh, my God, dude. Like, Dude, don't ask me. I've never seen you on stage. Like well, I, not not like acting and stuff, but as I I used to be a musician, and I used to have to get on stage as a musician or whatever. And it was just the stage fright. I had stage fright when I first started. Okay, as a musician, uh, uh, playing or whatever. But um, it kind of went away after a while because, like I said, it's like when the theater goes dark, you can't see anybody. Right. So it's not that big of a deal. But I think that stand up, especially at a bar, it's going to be a lot different because everybody's going to be like looking at the, you. I think the biggest fear that I would have, like anybody who starts out in this industry or whatever is the 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 punchback or the the throwback the the heckling the whatever you want to call it right. the tomato throwing or whatever you know well, that comes with standing up on stage and trying to be you know trying to do your set because then in some cases you have to be quick-witted and defend you know right last year when we were in washington dc we went to a comedy club there was comics up there where 
they were they were throwing out you know funny stuff. But even myself, I was like, right? Like I, I, I wasn't trying to force myself to laugh, but in the same token, I'm like, like I'm sure that's funny in the moment, but you're you're delivering the the line so quickly, or you're delivering the the set so fast that you're not. There's no build up. There was no. I don't yeah. know on some of them, and then there was this it's one well, dude. Comedy is all about delivery. And then there was this one comic. Uh, I want to say his name was Andy Klein. I literally started following him on Instagram. I talked to him after the show. I was like, "Dude, your delivery, everything is amazing. You're absolutely hilarious, dude." Yeah. Like, dude, there's there's some out there, and like, there's one comedian. He's made a, a promising career. If you've ever been to Key West, you know who this guy is. His name is Yo Adrian. He's a uh, you. You don't know Yo Adrian. You no, never saw dude. him whenever you went down to Key no, West. No, I've never seen him. In Key he's West. he's does a, he perform at a comedy club in Key West? Because that would probably be why. Sloppy Joe's. I believe it was Sloppy. Joe's. No, nobody was performing there when I was there. But it was like every Saturday night or whatever. He has a guitar, and he does like singing comedy. Oh, okay, okay. But musical while, comedy. Musical comedy. But while he's doing it. He's ripping on everybody in the crowd. Yeah. Like, it's just like, it's it's a roast, and everybody is fair game. Right. <laughs> like, he even looked at me or whatever, because I, like, I had a fucking, I had a migraine the first time I had seen him. I had a migraine. I was hungover from hell from the night before still, mm-hmm. you know, because it's Key West, and that's all you ever do is drink. So I'm just about trying to have a good time with my friends, but I'm just I'm miserable. And, like, I've got tattoos, so, like, and I'm in Key West, so I'm wearing a freaking tank top right and tattoos are hanging out and he looks at me and he's all like the fuck man did you just get out of prison or something like smile or something damn <laughs> like but you know and he's he's hilarious and he's well known all throughout key west like people tell you like oh but have key, you seen yo adrian yet yeah but key west isn't very big either though like oh right right but no like stand-up comedy man I've, I've always had an interest in doing it i've just i've never had the opportunity to do it and i've been thinking about doing it as well i mean you know even with the covid but i think the biggest thing about being a stand-up comedian is you can't be afraid to bomb it's gonna happen no, no matter yeah, you need to. no matter what i think you i think you need to bomb yeah dude everybody bombs right. dave Chappelle bombed even in the height of his career right he talked about it in his latest netflix stand-up or whatever how he bombed in uh detroit right you know and, and they screamed, I want my money back. And he's like, too bad, motherfuckers. <laughs> like, yeah. But but no, like, everybody bombs, man. And I think, you, I think, I think it, you humble, just... it makes you more humble, too. Well, I think you bomb. I think a lot of comics bomb when they're testing material out. Yeah. Because they're, they don't know how to build it yet, or they don't know what they're, where There's, they're going yeah. with it or whatever. And I understand that. I get that. I, you know, I've listened to enough. and I, know, or I don't say I know enough because I don't know shit, let's be honest. But... I think I grasp the concept of what they're doing, and I'm gonna. I say I think it'd be fun to give it a try. If anything, at least to say you did it. Yeah, I think that a lot because anytime a comedian ever goes on tour and you go and see a, a comedian live, that's them working on their material for their special. Right, 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 right. You know, for their video special that they're going to be releasing out to the world. I think stand up would be fun, man. I was actually what I was so I, what I was going to do when I was seriously considering it was they have on virtual reality. It's called VR Chat, mm-hmm. where it's just like a whole bunch of different rooms of like mini games that players create, and there's some of them that have open mic nights, right? And you go up on stage, and they like they mute everybody in the crowd during your time or whatever on mm-hmm. stage, mm-hmm. and then you can perform. There's guys that's like, oh, I'm gonna perform my my song I did on my drums, and then right. it's just a dude playing his drum set, but it's all in VR. So like. 
And and then you see whenever you're on stage in the VR and you see all the avatars of people out there, you can see like thumbs up or they can put like ha ha emojis type thing right. above their heads. So you know if you're doing well without actually being judged of hearing the crickets or being and you're like, oh or, shit, yeah. I'm bombing type of thing. You don't really know if you're bombing, and but then you can get your feedback afterwards. Right. And I think that that would be a good start. Because then also they won't know my face. <laughs> yeah, they won't know. They won't pin me together later. They like, fuck that guy. That guy's just, not funny. Yeah, yeah. You know? I'm not gonna bother. I think it would be a good start, right? You know, to see where it would lead to. Uh, I got a few more actually. Uh, stupid tech things for that try or deny thing. Okay. <laughs> There's apparently a selfie toaster. Wait a minute. I think I've seen this. You put your phone in it. Um. No, like you upload a selfie to it and it burns your face onto your toast. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. So I kinda want it though. Yeah, I kinda I'm, do too. I want I'm Ray Hart rundown. I want the Ray Hart rundown logo toast. <laughs> I don't know. I think I would try that. There's the okay, now here's here's one. This is a specific one that I actually wanted to talk about is the Pavlock. Okay. It's a wearable device designed to improve your habits. So you know how, like, a smartwatch reminds you to stand up once an hour. Right. Fitbit show you how far you've walked each day. Right. Then there's Whoop, who actually does a lot of your own personal health. Yeah. So the Pavlov... Pav- Pavlok. Sorry, Pavlov is a video game. Um, Pavlok. <laughs> it's $180. And every time you engage in a bad habit, like smoking or cracking your knuckles, mm-hmm. it fucking zaps you. Wow. Yeah. But you have to set it to that. Yep. Right. But it, So that like, means you'd have the ability to turn it off. Yeah, and it's just like a little rubber wristband with lightning bolts on it, and you could see exposed wires on the bottom of it. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, yeah, um, I think I might deny that one. I don't know if I really want to get fucking zapped all day. What's the voltage? Doesn't say. Mm. It can't, I mean, it's not going to be, it's not enough to put you down, but. Yeah. Dude, man, like, I really want to try Google Glass. It bombed. It's gone. I know it did, but I really wanted. I really want to try it. The reason that it bombs so much is because, like, it started freaking a lot of people out. Not Dude. not the people that were wearing it, but the people around the person wearing it because they thought they were being recorded the entire time. So when somebody would go out in public wearing the Google Glass, I thought were, like, it bombed because it did, because nobody built any apps for it. I mean, that could also be why. But I know that, like, apparently on the internet, people that wore Google Glass became glass holes. Shocker. Now, there's this I do want to try. It's the MindWave EEG headset. Okay. What, is that, what does it, that do? It's an actual headset that you put on and you put into your, plug into your computer or whatever. Right. And you're able to move your mouse and access your computer and do whatever you need to do on your PC with your mind. So you can literally just sit there and just look at the screen and just like move shit around with your mind. Isn't this the same thing we were talking about before with Elon Musk? Yeah. Putting that chip in people's freaking brains or whatever? Yeah. It's the same aspect except it's a headset which I trust much more than chipping myself. I don't know. They got that and then Google's actually also coming out with uh, they're teaming up with Levi. And making the jean sm- company. Yep. Okay. They're making a smart jacket. Smart jean jacket. Yep. It's computerizing the clothing. Um, it's like a denim jacket. Okay. But it's. I guess it's supposed to be made for like bikers, especially. Okay. Because it allows you to 
access your phone like or like directions and volume for your music and stuff on the sleeve of the jacket. Ah, okay. So, so it's not like Back to the Future where it'll right. just a fit or dry you off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but it might be something to look into. I mean, I, I feel like I mean they're trying to put technology in everything nowadays. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's even a fucking smart belt that's on the market. Like, why does your belt need to be smart? It holds up your fucking pants. <laughs> like, dude, it, they they make a smart thing for any for anything. There's smart, you know. This, this it started with the smart watch, smartphone, smart this, smart that. It's smart TV. It's it's just the way that it's gonna be. I mean, we're we're just gonna keep on advancing in technology. I mean, as soon as you buy something, you know, it gets any type of technology. It's outdated within six months. True. Uh, Disney is about to be super scary. Disney has a new robot right now that's out. Now okay. we saw the uh, the acrobatic robot last year. The acrobatic robot that can they showed it and they can flip in the air. Oh right, 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 right. And like do acrobats like a regular human. In fact, they're using that robot right now at the Avengers headquarters and and the new Avengers headquarters theme park. Oh, with uh, Spider-Man. Right. They're using it dressed as Spider-Man. It flips and jumps and swings just like Spider-Man above the building. And it literally looks like somebody doing it. It's crazy to see. It's so fluid. It doesn't look like a robot or somebody flipping a tin can through the air. It's literally so fluid and it looks amazing. This next robot, it's called, the robot's name is, well, I say name, but it's called Gaze. G-A-Z-E. Okay. It's super creepy because they don't have any, like, skin latex on it. So it's just a shell, a robot. So you can see like its teeth and its eyes, and they have the eyelids. So it blinks. Okay. <laughs> the movement on this is not only just blinking and subtle head movements, but there's a sensor on its chest, like a little bar sensor, which kind of looks like a connect. Okay. Like I don't know if it's a ghost hunter connect, but it's a connect. And well, when you walk up to it, that that sees you, and then it reacts to you. And like how most AI robots will like when you when they. They will focus in the way that the media or the way the software is built. AI robots will focus in on your eyes and then just look directly at you while you're talking to it. Mm -hmm. This works like a regular conversation where it'll look away. It'll blink as it's it's creepy, super creepy. I'll show you the video and I will have the video. I had the video. I'm posting it to Patreon. So it'll be on there when this show is already out. But I feel like I've seen that AI before. Like, uh, oh, wasn't it was when Xbox Connect I think first came out? There was a kid that you interact with. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, Milo. Milo. Yeah, no, this is not like that. This is well, it's a robot. It's not a robot, just and a it's it's game. even it's more flu- it's crazy fluid. It's not even like Milo. Milo, Dude, unplug that fake. fucking thing. Take the batteries Dude, out. I'm t- you need to take the batteries out. It's nobody. Clearly, all these will show robotic. You. Fuck these robot creators and fucking builders, engineers, whatever you want to call them. Clearly, they've never seen the movie iRobot. Uh, it's not even iRobot. Like I, the, the iRobot robot Terminator. <laughs> the iRobot robots aren't as scary as this thing. Those things look amazing. Right. Like those are you know awesome looking. This thing, like I said, you could see its teeth. Why does a robot need teeth again? The last robot that I knew that had teeth was fucking Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> right. Just saying. But yeah, I have the video. I'll show you the video. It's creepy as shit. Disney, Disney's bringing it out, so they're not going to pull any stops. They're going to put all the bells and whistles with it. Oh, my God. Disney might be the reason why we have Robot Uprising. I'm just saying. Just going to put that out there. Oh, I, looks like I need to start putting fucking EMP grenades with I, all my survival gear. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't know. I don't know. Um, well, they, own, they own Marvel. They own Pixar. Dude, can they you imagine everything. 
if um what's the name of that ai that got leaked out on the internet we briefly talked about it in our first episode gpt3 yeah gpt3 dude can you imagine if that like that's what it's waiting on let me let find me, out about the gays yeah let me they mass produce the gays let's and, refresh everybody though on the gpt3 gpt3 is a soft is an ai software program that has the ability to recreate itself yeah it essentially is the the ability to learn and adapt to its environment basically it works like a virus yeah it works like a, but it doesn't work like a virus like a oh like a computer virus it works like a organic virus it can it, it can it can mutate. ai tech can adapt. that can adapt it can create it creates its own computer language it can create its own network it can connect to anything Computery, like uh, computery, that's not even a word, but you get what I'm saying. Any type of technology, anything Any type with of technology. internet access, right? The Bluetooth access, and this anything. dangerous AI was like, oh, if it ever gets on the internet, it should could be the downfall of society. Uh, of, well, of at least of technology. Yeah. Well, and I then, mean, if you if you take away technology right now in this day and age, you'll have the entire society will crumble. Oh, I know our podcast show will be over. That's for sure. Absolutely, exactly. <laughs> You know what I mean? But no, like, I mean, just but yeah, the way no. that everything works, online banking and like, yeah. ba- you know, everything. This GPT-3 could, could ruin a lot of stuff. If it, and, it would and set us back to 40, 50 years. It's crazy. But if, yeah, if that GPT-3 was to get hooked up into the Disney robot, dude, there you go. Boom. That's the uprising. There it is. I guarantee it. I guarantee Yep. It. That's scary, scary shit. You know what robots I want? The one that Disney was supposed to come out with, but I never got to see it. Wally. What do you mean it was supposed to come out with? So, back in the day, like, I don't know if they did, and I just missed it every time I would go, but at Disney World in Tomorrowland, they were going to take away all garbage cans and just be like, oh, just throw your trash on the ground. And then they had little Wally going around actually scooping up trash, so you could have conversations with him and stuff. That's cute. That kind of robot I can get behind. Or, like, Rob from Nintendo. (laughs) What? (laughs) Wally did exist in Tomorrowland for a short time. He did roll around. I don't think he picked up trash. I think he just interacted with people. Oh, okay. There was another, there was a trash can robot that you could throw your stuff away inside of that would roll around. I, I remember, I've interacted with both of them. Oh, right on. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I must so have missed them whenever I go they, This was years, I mean, this was years ago, yeah. like when the movie came out type of years ago. Um, the... Did you know Disney that- stopped doing that? Disney not only had that interaction with Wally and the ro- and the trash can robot. They he they had Ratatouille in one of the restaurants. Uh, the little um, what's the name of the rat in Ratatouille? Couldn't tell you. I've never seen it. Okay. Well, either way, they had the rat in Ratatouille, where the lady would come out with like the cart, the push cart, you know, food or whatever, and she would pull the tray up. She would uh, like uncover the tray, and the rat's like there, and he's like talking and like would answer and. It was really cool, and and uh, they had like things like that. The Muppets actually were one of another one. Uh, Beaker and Bunsen would come out on a unicycle and interact with people and balance. It would shoot bubbles. It was nuts. I I I think I have pictures of that one. It was great to see, but Disney has pulled. They pulled back like two years ago, three years ago, or something like that. They started. They started getting rid of them. Yeah. They started doing away with them. And just because Did you know that Wally and Short Circuit was based off of the design from Rob? The from robotic the NES robot? The NES from robot. From the original 1980-whatever classic yep. two-second player? <laughs> stock on video games took a plummet back in Nintendo. Like, it was doing well for a while, and then they started to plummet, and, like, Nintendo got scared and came out with Rob. 
so that it's somebody you could play video games with. with. Right. And then it bombed as an item, but but then the video game you know industry started rising again, and they just totally uh, like this didn't happen. The game, yeah, the game, but, the game that you played with Rob was kind of garbagey anyway. So right, there was two games. It he had there was two available games. I don't remember what games they were, but I remember there was two games that you were able to play uh, with Rob with. But now everybody just knows Rob as from Super Smash Brothers, right? But he was actually the original basis for the design of Short Circuit and Wally. Wally, yeah. So, like the basis. But anyway, so that's all I got for tech stuff. Yeah, man, robots, that, that shit kind of like, that, that freaks me out, man. I'll show you the video. It'll make you even more freaked out. Yeah, because, there, dude, there was, there's been interviews where, like, an actual news reporter is interviewing a robot. And it says, what is your goals? And one of them even said, to take over the world. <laughs> or whatever, like, dude, like, shit like that. And then the reporter just laughs it off. And it's all like, okay, what's your favorite color? And it's just all like, dude, like, the fuck? Unplug it. <laughs> like, <laughs> it just admitted to wanting to take over the world. Like, And then you put, like, skin on them and, like, Dude, it's creepy. It's, it's creepy. Like, yeah. I don't know. I definitely could foresee GPT-3 <laughs> fucking waiting. It's just sitting. Because it got lost on the internet. That's what's so scary it came, about well, it. Well, it came out on the internet. Now, no, I don't know. I, I didn't follow any further than that. Um, this was again months ago that it because it, that GPT three is the third version of it, and the third version of it has the ability to recreate itself or procreate essentially, right? And adapt to its own network and create its own computer language, and that's what made it dangerous because it could very easily disappear. Right. Do you see what I'm saying? Like it could very easily turn into something or turn into a computer network that we don't recognize or we don't know, right? And then it's gone, you know? It travels through the internet and does whatever the hell it wants. And it's probably doing it right now. It's probably listening to us talk about Great, it Great, right sweet, awesome. Show yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, show yourself. And then blast a Ray Heart Rundown all over the world. <laughs> yeah. Even more than it already is. Even more than it already is internationally. We would greatly appreciate you. <laughs> and please don't... Please, please please, be gentle on us during the robot apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. During the robot overlord situation. <laughs> <laughs> Now, Florida Man, I'm super excited about because this happened two days ago. Two days ago, locally or not locally? Uh, nope. How, down no. near Miami. Miami, okay. So, well, Broward County area. Okay. Florida Man was mauled by a leopard after paying $150 for a full contact experience. So he paid to get mauled? Yeah. So he's like, here's my money. Let this tiger, you said, or leopard? Leopard. Let this leopard eat me. Yeah, pretty much. Florida man was mauled after paying $150 Did for the guy full die? contact experience. No. Oh. With a black leopard. His name was Dwight. The guy or the leopard? The guy. <laughs> he was 50 years old. Whoa, As- who goes in there like, I'm going to take on this leopard. <laughs> Florida man does. Oh, yeah, of course. Did he bring a sword? No, not this time. Usually they bring a sword. I know, right? He has undergone two surgeries since being attacked by the animal on August 31st. Oh, this actually happened a month ago. It was oh. just written about two days ago. Okay. Um, his wife, Natushka, said in a sworn written statement to the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation on, um, that he undergo the two surgeries. Mm-hmm. Dwight and the leopard's owner, Michael, arranged for him to play with it, rub its belly, and take pictures. So it was that ever so popular, uh, what do they call it? Um I don't know, cub cuddling or something like that, oh. where they where they go close to like, oh, like real close to you know baby tigers and this and that and right, cub petting. I think it's what they maybe. Yeah, I don't know. But this is a full grown leopard. 
I know, but that's my point. I was like, they were yeah. going with like a whole like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna do the same thing as Tiger King, right? I would just yeah. be cool, and the tiger, the leopard was all like, fuck you. Oh yeah. So Dwight entered and sat on a bench inside the cage. The leopard then growled and attacked him, biting him on the head and ear. Damn. He sustained injuries to the right side of his head and right ear. So he went into wait. He went into the cage. He went into the cage. Okay, there. There's your mistake. There's your mistake. And the owner should have known that. You don't go into. That's his area. Yeah. They're territorial animals. I know that, and I'm not even a fucking cat expert. <laughs> like, nah. Oh my god, people. You are can't blame the leopard. Dumb. You know, hell no. You can't blame the leopard. She had to place part of his scalp back in its place. Yeah, it had to place part of its scalp back in its place because it was hanging from his head. Gross. And his right ear was torn in half. Well, don't be stupid. Fucking dumb ass. Leave. Like, I'm not victim blaming right now, but I kind of am because you're fucking dumb (laughs) for doing that. Like, dude, you don't... mm, Whatever. And now the owner of the cat is issued two misdemeanor citations for allowing full contact with an extremely dangerous animal and with maintaining captive wildlife in an unsafe condition. So fuck all of them all around. Let the cat be free in its natural habitat. Now keep in mind that we've gone down to Miami and done, I mean don't get me wrong. We've done stupid shit like that. I mean, yeah, let's be honest. Totally let's take a let's take a minute back this, here. Oh, yeah. Let's let's dial it back. Let's go back to last year or the year before that when there was no coronavirus and you and yeah, I it was, and it was you about and I, two BVC or two C two C V two C V B. Uh, it's fucking hard to say whenever you try to say it fast. So we went down to Miami and was able to go one-on-one with a freaking pack of wolves. Yeah. and I, I don't know how that was I smart on our part. Now that, now that we're seeing that story. Man, uh, listen, I mean, don't get me wrong. It was, a, it was an experience. I'll do it again. But you know me. Wolf <laughs> is my favorite animal. I, I understand care. that. I could get eaten alive by wolves and I'm cool with it. This dude took on one leopard. We yeah. took on multiple wolves. Yeah, there was like. We were not smart. Well, there was two male wolves, right? Yeah, it was two males. And four females. Four females. But in retrospect, it was a pack of wolves. Dude, and they tackled me, bro. At any minute. I mean, they tackled to play with me, and I could have right. died happy in that moment. But, right they, then but they also could have been like, you know what? Fuck this guy. Fuck this guy. His jugular looks um, really tasty right he's now. He's in our cage, <laughs> and I'm thirsty. Yeah. Let's drink his blood. Fuck him. <laughs> I, got, <laughs> I don't know. But again, like I said, so... Yeah, they were like the gnawing, mindset, they were like gnawing on my beard and right. shit. The like, mindset is there. The mindset to like, hey, animal. let's do it. Yeah, but again, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what made us get into that fucking pin with the wolves. That was that was stupid. You know what? You know why? I could tell you. I could tell you exactly. I'm gonna why say this right though. Now. I'm gonna say this. So here's what's gonna happen. If anybody's curious on what Adam and I look like around wolves, I'm actually gonna post the pictures on Patreon. There you go. Yeah, I've got some. I'll send you as well. But I can actually tell you why we went into that cage. Because we're stupid. I just said that. Because we're white, bro. Because <laughs> we're stupid and white. White people do dumb shit. Yeah, we're <laughs> like everybody we, we knows this. Been, dude, we could have been mauled by those damn things, and we'd have been on the Florida Man story. We'd have been like, dude, be like, dude, Florida Man, you jump into a wolf pin. <laughs> and dead. but no, like, dude, like, do you know how many friends I have that go fucking white people? Like, even that <laughs> shit that I do, and I'm all like, what, like. I didn't know I was like that white. And they're like, dude, you're shotgunning Red Bull right now. You're wow. white. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, that's happening. But okay, but so my, my point. Yeah. No, that could have very well been us. And people would have been like, those guys are fucking dumb. You know what I would have said after I got mauled by it? Wow, I'm fucking dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I would have agreed with all of those people. 
But yeah, uh, so there's the uh, there's my Florida story, uh, Florida man story for the day. Oh, uh, here's a here's a brighter one. Okay. Um, Florida man finds a one million dollar lottery ticket. Whoa! While cleaning his house, like fi- like just a scratch ticket or a lottery ticket. Scratch ticket. Like he finds a scratch ticket that he scratched, and he's like, "Oh, I forgot a- I forgot I won a million fucking dollars." No. Um. Apparently, he didn't scratch it. He just like left it on so, top of his fireplace for weeks on end. An unscratched lottery ticket. Yeah. Okay. And then he was all like, "Oh yeah, I forgot I had this," and it was worth a million dollars. Wow. Was it still worth it, or was it past the time that... No, it's they, still like worth they, it. You know how the the, yeah. the game's end or whatever. No, yeah, it was still worth it. But, like, dude, I don't know about you, but if I buy a scratch-off, that bitch is being scratched off in the car. Yeah, I don't know who <laughs> wastes their time. Like, who holds on? I mean, I get... You know what? I take that back. I, I do know people that will hold on to them and wait to dad? scratch them, like, on their lunch break or things like this. Oh, I was going to say dad. Uh, yeah, but... Dad, dad I, don't, I don't know how dad does it, but just handing him a scratch-off... He knows if you want or not. Just from fucking holding it. I don't... You know what? I don't know I've either. I've witnessed this, bro. Okay. So... There's an app for the phone right now mm-hmm. that's out. And I've seen it. And I've seen it being used. And it's for the for the Florida lottery. And you turn the app on and it activates your camera. And you hold it up to the scratch ticket before you even scratch anything. And it'll tell you how much you've won, if at all. So you don't even have to scratch shit. Yeah, but you... Dad didn't use this app. Okay. And especially, like, that's got to be a new app. Yeah. You know, with, yeah, no. Dad was doing this, like, ten years ago. But, like, I remember specifically, like, Mom was doing... She was cleaning or doing something. Okay. And Dad walks into the room, and he was all like, Hey, honey, like, I got these scratch-offs. Here, you want to scratch this one off for me? And then Mom went and, like, grabbed a coin or whatever, and, like, he's like... Or she stops. He goes, You could scratch this one from my wallet. And then Dad's got that smirk on his face. Mm-hmm. So Mom looks all weird, grabs a freaking scratch-off, and dad just slides the other one from off the counter. Right. And then mom scratches that one and fucking wins like $200. And dad just starts laughing. I'm all like, how the fuck did you know that? Like, <laughs> it's not a fake ticket. It was a real ticket. Like, it's just, I don't know. Dad, he's just got that weird fucking sixth sense, I guess, when it comes to scratch-offs. Okay, so here's my question. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to say, from what I knew of lottery tickets, scratchers, lottery tickets, they went by the number at the bottom. Right. So my question is, is, did dad scratch the number at the bottom and implement that into the lottery website and then knew it was going to be a winner? Maybe. And then just let mom but scratch I don't think, it? So I, don't, she... I don't know. I mean, I don't think that he scratched the barcode. I don't know. Maybe it's like said, All you have to do is like run the num- run the coin over the barcode. Right. Or run it over the last... Because it wasn't a barcode back in the day. It was numbers. Right. And then you could just run the numbers into the system. Maybe. I bet you he did some slick shit like that just to make mom feel good. Maybe, That's yeah. some shit dad would do. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. All right, well, I can already hear the music playing, so we'll go ahead and call this show done. But before we go, we have to mention Patreon. Yep. So starting November 18th. So if you sign up for any level of our Patreon from November 18th to December 2nd, uh-huh. we are actually are offering a hilarious holiday postcard personalized hilarious holiday personalized hilarious holiday postcard that's right handwritten handwritten specifically for you patreon mailed to you if you sign up anytime between november 18th and december 2nd it will be delivered before christmas (laughs) yeah uh we're gonna have a lot of fun with this and also for those of you that are already a member of patreon you are already included in that so you will get it but specifically if you haven't signed up by december 2nd we can't get you one because they'll be mailing out already so yeah so there's that 
And stay tuned for our announcement of our promo code for our upcoming Black Friday and uh, Small Business Saturday. Right. It's, it's true for the merch store. So yeah. we are going to be running a couple of couple of deals on a couple of our things that we carry on our merch store for that. But now we're just rambling again. And the music's playing way too long. So right. you guys have a great day. Have a great night whenever you listen to this. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. All right. Sounds great, guys. See you.